Welcome to this Meetings Today podcast. I'm Tyler Davidson, Vice President and Chief Content um, Director of Meetings Today. And joining us uh, today for this podcast are two folks who are officers with um, ESPA, the Event Service Professionals Association. Um, I guess the traditional name would be Convention Service Managers. Um, All of our audience works with them uh, hip to hip to make sure that conventions are successful. So joining us is Paula Bowman from the Arlington CBB, Arlington, Texas, and then Jamie Huckleberry uh, with the uh, David L. Lawrence Convention Center in Pittsburgh. Thanks for joining us, Paula and Jamie. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having us, Tyler. Quite welcome. Um, And so, um, you know, first of all, as we're taping this in, um, you know, on uh, November 11th, 2020, uh, the industry and your segment of it, uh, you know, like many others, has been hit hard by the pandemic. Um, you know, lots of people are really struggling to stay employed or hoping uh, if they're furloughed to come back. Um, you know, what are, first of all, what are you kind of hearing on the ground from your members about um, the situation right now and maybe the possibility of in person meetings uh, beginning again? I'll take that if you don't mind, Tyler and, and Jamie. Sure. I would, um, you know, I would say that the the membership uh, polls it, it varies by region, by location, where they are, and, and based upon what uh, they're being allowed by their authorities locally. Um, I know that our membership is excited that when I go back, they know that our industry will come back, will come back stronger. Whether it's um, slowly in certain areas. Um, North Texas, I think you might have been in attendance to the MPI WC yeah. um, conference that took place. I hope you st- stayed for the um, closing event. I didn't get to meet you, we did, but um, I was uh, thrilled to be a part of that planning, uh, part of the host committee for MPI WC, and then uh, planned and executed the closing event in Arlington, Texas. Um, and that, you know, that was really, really thrilling to see. And um, I commented with a couple of my peers about it being kind of like a B12 shot that our industry needed. And um, yeah. I think it just, it's just gonna vary from uh, region to uh, region on uh, what venues and locations are able to do, but our, our members are ready and they're uh, flexing and coming up with ideas and, and how to bring events back safely. Yeah, and I, I know right as the time we're taping this, there's been some very positive developments like uh, from a few, a couple, at least a couple possible vaccines in the works. So, you know, considering the meeting planners book so far out, um, I'm sort of hoping that maybe they'll build confidence to, uh, you know, book some uh, meetings and conventions, uh, if not in the next uh, you know, couple months, at least maybe uh, at the end of, uh, of or maybe summer next year and, and following. Yeah, I agree. This is uh, Jamie. I I think it's uh, very hopeful to see. Um, I do think, you know, as we're gearing up into the 2021, the the things that we're seeing in person are more regional than they are Mm -hmm. national. Um, For Pittsburgh, we're seeing a lot of regional and and areas that you can drive in from. So uh, it does give that hope and and, uh, glimmer into the 2021 year that we are going to start to see more and more of the in-person. And uh, when we do, I mean, at least in this period right now, you know, protocols and safety is just really, that's the the most important thing. 
um, and you know, tell tell the listeners how a uh, event services professional or a you know convention service manager can help a meeting planner with their COVID nineteen protocol and safety efforts. Sure, I'll start with the venue side of things, and I'll let Paula kind of tap in on the CBD, but. You know, when it comes to to planning and working with the meeting planners, it truly is a, a team effort. Uh, with the event services manager, they know the building that they're working in. They know what works and what doesn't work. Um, they know where areas can get high congestion. So how do you work through that and try and thin out the traffic flow? Uh, they know the meeting rooms and how the layouts should be going, keeping in mind the social distancing. So there's a lot of factors that the event manager will have in in preparing with a planner. Uh, Many venues have put together what's called a reopening plan, which really lays out a a really good um, track as far as what meeting planners need to consider between environmental hygiene, the customer journey, um, workforce practices, food and beverage, to name a few. So um, with that, you know, it, it's all a team effort and trying to get it put together and then tying in the CVB side. Uh, so you have a unified plan and that's where I'll let Paula kind of take into the CVB side. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that ESPA did for our members is, you know, a centralized location to uh, to put things in place for our, um, you know, our future events and for planners and that's our uh, roadmap, uh, recovery roadmap for event planners, event professionals. And that is a, an evolving piece. It is a living document that we um, will continue to update as um, changes happen in, in the industry and in our nation and in the events world. But as a CVB, one of the things, you know, for destination services is similar to what Jamie mentioned on the venue side, just like she knows her venue, we know our city. Your um, your destination services managers already have the relationships with a lot of those partners that you may need to pull on, you know, whether it's from the core and whether they have shields for new buffet um, ideas and what do you how do you set up, you know, if you are sitting in buffets, uh, what what the core, what structures are needed, well, you know, what partner locally do you attack, you know, so that you're not incurring additional cost on bringing in from from out of town, you know working with the local authorities and having that centralized location for planners to be able to navigate the city and, you know, they can just worry about content. One of the things a planner told me recently, it was how great it was to just have one stop shop of information and uh, including all of the hotels that were in her block, um, what they're doing in, in terms of protocols. And we have put together a know before you go for them. And that way she didn't have to go digging and looking through all the different, you know, hotels and, um, you know, getting everything separate. It was all kind of all in one place for them. So being that um, advocate, being their eyes and ears, then also keeping um, the information fluid with them and the communication transparent and constant and consistent with the planner on any changes that may occur uh, in the city. We, we've had changes here in Texas that, you know, the, impact the capacity, whether it's going up or down. Yeah. So having those communication instances with the planners, um, that destination services will be key to to help navigate all of that and just allow the planner to really focus on what the experience and content they want to deliver to their attendees. And I think that's a key in any city, any jurisdiction, because it does change from day to day. And, um, you know, uh, event uh, service professionals are 
constantly liaisoning with all the people that meeting planners, um, you know, need to, to, to follow in, in the, the city governments, for example, or the local business community, right? For yeah. sure. For sure. Um, well, okay, then, yeah, tell us more about the uh, COVID-19 services recovery roadmap. I'm looking at that now, and it's a very detailed and interesting document. And, you know, even though meeting planners aren't uh, officially convention service managers, their worlds uh, overlap in so many ways. I really think that a, a meeting uh, planner can learn a lot from reading this document. And I guess they can probably get it at esbaonline.org. Yes, it is a document, um, Tyler, that we initially, you know, launched to to help our membership, and then of course we we want to make it available for outside our membership. It's it's um, you have to either log in or request it, and, and that's just only so that our our team at headquarters just kind of has an idea of who's accessing our information. But we wanted to document in one place. Um, those steps and plans that our cities, our venues, that our hotel members are taking to put events back in the live um, atmosphere. And so it was developed in a, you know, really in a very short time, in about a month's time, is immediately after um, we, you know, we got shut down in the pandemic in March. Um, during that time, we spent in, uh, a few different phone calls with um, different uh, members from um, our association from ESBA and just kind of started documenting the things that were trends and things that were, um, we try to focus on the things that would apply to most people, most venues that would have more broader um, impact. Uh, but like I said, it's a living document. We plan to continue to update as, as time goes by, but it's a resource to put in place and things to think about as uh, planners are going through their event process um, from the different perspectives, from the DMO perspective, the CVB perspective, you know, from um, community strategy, how to work with the local uh, stakeholders. And then, of course, the hotel and convention center, which, you know, for the hotel side, some of them have to answer to their brands and have to put in place the same protocols and plans that the brands have. But it may vary from, from region to region based upon um, the CDC guidelines. And so we wanted to put a central location for our members to refer back to and um, have some thought process and, you know, coming back to, to live meetings. Excellent. Um, and then um, we're getting near the end of our podcast, and I thank uh, you both for joining us. Um, one interesting thing that's really come to the fore in, uh, in, you know, since the pandemic hit was just the widespread adoption of hybrid meetings. Um, and, I mean, I'm thinking that was not typically – probably a core part of a uh, convention service manager's job before, but now it, it may be a little more. H how can your members help uh, meeting planners facilitate a, uh, a hybrid meeting, especially you know, on-site with production facilities and such? Sure, so with a hybrid, you know, you're, you're trying to plan for two different type of events basically in one you're you're trying to create and capture a conference and engaging conference for the attendees that might be in person but then also create this virtual conference for those that might not be able to travel or comfortable to travel so as an event manager it's really important to try and get all the support providers together 
first, um, because to pull off a hybrid, it's not just a, a single person uh, a thing. It's it's getting your um, IT company involved, your AV company, your platform company. Um, so I think the first important thing is to get all the service providers together in in introductions and and discuss how that hybrid's going to work. Um, I spoke with some of our AV providers and many providers are actually getting their own platforms uh, put together so that it's a one-stop shop. You don't have to find a different platform. If you go with this AV provider, then you've got a platform all ready to go. Um, But some of the things you have to think about is um, your bandwidth. It's very important that you are able to discuss and know what the venue can provide as far as bandwidth goes. Um, and if you're streaming out to more than one spot or if you're streaming to an, um, another venue that might hold another 500 people, what's the bandwidth on the other side? You always think about the outgoing, but you're not thinking about what's going on on the other side. So it's just something you need to think about. Um, some of the fun things you need to think about is for the virtual speakers, a, like a read room so that the remote presenters can kind of tech check in with your technician Um, You want to try and look at receiving secure logins to ensure privacy. Um, And then think about recording your sessions so you can upload those later on. Those are certain things event managers can help with as far as working together with an AV provider. And then on the IT side, again, it's it's just establishing that bandwidth and a high suggestion of wired connections versus wireless. The wired side will definitely ensure um, a smooth sailing event versus losing uh, connection if they have to. Well, great. Thanks. A lot of great information there. And um, thank you for joining us, um, uh, Paula and Jamie. Appreciate it. Thank you, so much for having thank us. Thank you. And, uh, and thank you uh, out there in listener land for joining us for this meeting today podcast with uh, Paula Bowman and Jamie Huckleberry, um, who represent ESPA. Um, a, an association for convention service managers um, and uh, who work really, um, you know, joined at the hip with meeting planners to uh, make all of our meetings and conventions uh, successful. So um, thanks for joining us today. And if you're interested in more Meetings Today podcasts, head on over to meetingstoday.com. Check out our podcast section where we have a variety of different podcasts with Um, all sorts of industry thought leaders on a variety of topics. So thanks for joining us today and have a great rest of the day.